Are you looking for a stress-free summer? HelloFresh sends you foolproof step-by-step recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients to make mealtimes a summer breeze. Get 16 free meals plus three free gifts with code MLM16 at hellofresh.com slash MLM16. It's during the most difficult times when we can also be at our most vulnerable. We might not be thinking clearly. Maybe we're lonely and desperate for attention or even full of anxiety about what the future might bring. Normally, you'd turn to your friends and family during that time for some sort of assurance. But what if you don't have anywhere to turn? And what if the source of your anxiety is losing someone you shared a deep connection with? Well, that's where a psychic might come in. Maybe you call one up or just Google psychic website until you see one you like. If you're looking for a face-to-face meeting, you can find loads of psychic shops on the streets of New York City with their $5 readings or brightly colored lights enticing you to come inside. When you enter the shop, whether out of boredom or a need for guidance, maybe they'll promise you wealth and success. Even better, they may assure you that the struggle you're facing is just a temporary setback, nothing to be worried about. But sometimes they might also offer you that connection you so badly need. They seem to know so much about you and a psychic can make someone feel understood or heard. That kind of feeling is priceless and psychics know that. They can even prey upon it. While you feel like you've finally found a friend or a mentor, these particular psychics have found their next payday. Some might make promises that start off small and only grow to the point where they sound outlandish to outsiders, like saying they can reincarnate a loved one that you've lost. By the time they attempt to deliver on their promise, maybe even introducing you to someone they claim is a reincarnation of your loved one, you've spent hundreds, thousands, or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And once you realize you've been scammed, it's too late. As crazy as this might sound, that's exactly what happened to Niall Rice. He was 33 years old and a successful consultant when entering a rehabilitation facility in 2013. He met a young woman named Michelle there and they began dating. Unfortunately, she needed to re-enter the rehab facility shortly afterwards due to an overdose and their relationship ended on pleasant mutual terms. Still, Niall didn't give up on her entirely and he asked a psychic to help them reconnect. Things seemed hopeful until months later, Michelle passed away. Though you might think this is where the psychic would leave the picture, things grew so much worse. According to Niall's roommate, it was insane to me. I told him many times he was out of his mind. He was convinced if he didn't pay for the work she was doing for him, bad things would happen to him. This level of dependency just isn't normal. Not only that, but the psychic promised she could find the reincarnation of Michelle for Niall and even introduce them, but only after Niall had spent over half a million dollars on the psychic services. It wasn't until Niall met this reincarnation that he snapped out of it, recognizing that the connection he had with Michelle simply wasn't there. Michelle was gone, and this psychic was playing on his grief, desperation, and false hope. Although this psychic, Miss Priscilla Kelly DeMauro, was later caught and pled guilty to grand larceny for her actions, there are so many more psychic scams out there. Miss Del Moro focused on swindling him out of everything she could, whereas other psychic schemes are run like businesses, targeting anyone they can, telling them whatever they wanna hear to earn a quick buck. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Multilevel Mondays. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're talking about psychic scams. 
Now, before we get into it, I wanna make it clear that I don't believe every single person offering a palm reading or psychic advice is going to swindle you out of thousands of dollars. Regardless of whether or not you believe in psychic abilities in the first place, that's for you to decide. However, the psychic industry is ripe with bad faith actors whose tarot cards are now on the table. Don't you really want to know? Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I'm solely searching Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. There are all different kinds of psychic scams out there. And if you grew up watching late night TV in the 90s, then you may have heard of this one, Miss Cleo. Her ads were impossible to miss according to CNBC and pretty entertaining too. Most of these commercials featured women calling in and asking for romantic advice or even asking who the father of their baby was. Miss Cleo would tell them the truth, no matter how brutal it was. Like when she told one woman that the baby daddy was an unpleasant man with a funny chin who had cheated in the past. And I'm not even kidding, that was real. But the advice wasn't all that bad. And she even tossed in some claims that you're gonna find success too. And this is practically the standard for phone psychics. A lot of these 90s psychic phone commercials focused on romance, drama, infidelity, and things of that nature. Miss Cleo in particular came across as friendly and confident. Plus her 800 number promised a free reading. Even if viewers didn't call in for real psychic advice, it seemed like there wasn't a lot to lose in doing it for fun. Of course, these readings weren't actually free. Only the first three minutes were, and that doesn't account for hold time. Many callers would actually lose these free minutes on absolutely nothing at all, except maybe some hold music. Then after that, you'd have to pay $5 per minute to chat with Miss Cleo, and each call would cost an average of $60 or so. But hey, maybe back in the day you saw one of these ads and thought nothing of it. Maybe it could be fun. However, even if you're willing to pay 60 bucks for a reading, once a psychic picks up the line, you won't actually reach Miss Cleo at all. Instead, you'll reach a psychic reading from a script. Bennett Madison was one of these psychics who wrote about his experience in the New York Times back in 2016, the year Miss Cleo passed away. He claimed that getting hired was easy and he got the job on the spot with no questions asked. Customers that called wanting to talk to Miss Cleo for advice would get him, a self-described clueless, depressive 20-year-old from the suburbs. Strangely enough though, the callers didn't really seem to mind. Bennett made up things as he went along, telling customers what they wanted to hear. Though the Psychic Readers Network, the name of the hotline, provided Bennett with a minimal script and a computer program that simulated a tarot card spread, Bennett didn't use them. Instead, he made up characters like Cassandra, a husky-voiced Southern belle who called everyone honey child, or Gabriel, a fey mystic with a French accent. Bennett was good at his job because the people that called in wanted to believe in his advice. They fed him information as they were desperate for the solutions that they thought he could provide. Bennett told one story as an example. When a woman asked me who her true love was, I told her that the spirits were sending me a mental picture of a star. Maybe you'll meet him at a planetarium, I said, affecting Cassandra's confident drawl, or a Texaco. There was silence on the other end. My ex-husband is a sheriff, the woman said, awestruck, you know, with a badge. That's it, get him back, he's the one, I said. Slowly but surely, Bennett started to realize that some of the people calling the hotline were genuinely desperate, and he just couldn't deceive them anymore. But while Bennett moved on from his position, journalist Mr. Matt Bean, no relation to Mr. Bean, was starting to become curious about the company and the psychics with the scripts behind it. 
He decided to call the hotline himself, script in hand, and found that everything he was told was already pre-written. There was no individual reading about this and it wasn't free, meaning people were just paying the hotline to be spoon-fed scripts. After this revelation, the FBI got involved and shut down the Psychic Readers Network, or PRN, for false advertising. Miss Cleo, whose real name is Yuri Del Harris, was devastated. Not because she lost her business, but because she'd become known as a fraud for something she didn't actually have a say in. She claimed to have a bad contract with PRN and that during interviews, she would insist that she wasn't a psychic, only for handlers to tell her to shut up. Harris had never wanted to be Miss Cleo. She was an actress and playwright. Miss Cleo was merely a character she played on television for PRN and the character became associated with the scam. But it was the faceless company behind the familiar Miss Cleo that charged about $1 billion for nearly 6 million total calls and overwhelmed callers with collection letters if they didn't pay. Unfortunately, victims didn't know this. They believed it was the woman from the television who scammed them and blamed her as opposed to PRN. Harris was sued 11 times by furious customers and many even believe that she went to jail, which also isn't true. Harris herself clarified a few points in a 2014 documentary, explaining who was really to blame for the fraud. She argued that the workers like Bennett made as little as 12 cents a minute to as much as 24 cents a minute. They aren't the bad guys, even if they aren't great psychics. I know a lot of people that got yanked around by that situation, she said. It hurt Harris to be used, having her name permanently attached to a fraud. She's been getting emotional about the entire ordeal during the interview, even crying on camera. But in actuality, both she and the callers were victims of the Psychic Readers Network and Access Resource Services, who created the psychic phone scam in the first place. And it really is tragic to think that she died being known by so many as Miss Cleo the scam artist when she had so much more to offer. Harris isn't alone though. When you deep dive into the world of psychic phone scams, it's alarming just how many companies you'll find that just snatch someone's image and make them the face of these so-called psychic sweatshops. Another one known as the Psychic Friends Network or PFN grew from the deregulation of cable and infomercial boom of the 1980s. Actress Dionne Warwick did infomercials for them in the 90s just to put food on the table for her family, whereas Vivica Fox claimed she didn't endorse them at all. She claimed that they used her likeness without permission. I personally have no idea how this would be possible considering she's literally telling the audience to call the PFN hotline and talk to a psychic, but okay, I guess. In a way, this reminds me of Maria Duval, who I've discussed in a previous episode. She too claims that her image and name were used to advertise psychic services through letters, while Maria herself never endorsed such a thing. Maria made less than 1% of the total income through these endeavors, and it's clear that she was used to propagate a scam, much like what Harris or Miss Cleo also experienced. Some fraudsters will use a tactic like this, attaching the name and face of a psychic to their scheme, despite no psychic powers even being involved. Three French residents ran an international fraud like this just a few years ago, in which they sent out a few different kinds of letters. The first told their target that they were going to receive a large sum of money, and they just needed to refer to a document with directives in order to get that check. The second kind of letter also promised thousands of dollars, saying that, quote, the letter's writer and his fellow druids conferred and decided to scatter money across the reader's path for a fee of only $45. A third said that you could receive a precious gem worth $12,000 if you followed their instructions carefully. All in all, the trio scammed their victims out of millions of dollars doing this, and all without having to give up any valuable rubies and lump sums of cash either. 
However, if you're seeking out advice from a psychic, maybe you don't want to call a hotline or write a letter. Maybe you want a more personal experience than that and try to find someone to talk to one-on-one. Well, if you do, you have the potential to lose a lot more than $60, as it seems that psychics who want to swindle their clients can connect with them on an even more personal level. Ruth, a recent divorcee, wanted some relationship advice in 2013. She was on a trip to New York City, and when she spotted Psychic Zoe's $5 reading advertisement on the city streets, she saw no harm in talking to Zoe. As GQ writes, this psychic was able to tell Ruth everything about herself. She knew about her past sexual abuse, divorce, depression, and an accident years later. It was eerie, but like with Niall, Ruth finally felt heard for the first time in years. Zoe had given her hope, as well as some instructions. All she needed to do was spend an evening at church and meditate about what to do. But to their horror the next day, things were dire, Ruth explained. She told me there was an extraordinary number of curses placed on me and my family. She said she was at the top of her field and she'd never ever seen someone surrounded by so much evil, so much darkness. I was in such a vulnerable, depressed state at the time that I was looking for answers. And being cursed didn't really feel like a stretch for Ruth. And I'm sure many of us have felt cursed from time to time when stuck in a low point. But just as Niall's roommate had said, he too believed that terrible things could happen to him if he didn't follow his psychic's advice. Hearing about them manipulating people and making promises isn't necessarily far-fetched. We've heard that side of things from movies time and time again, but this isn't just about hope. It's also about fear. It's the psychics who manipulate using these fear tactics that I especially have an issue with. And Zoe fed off of Ruth's fears and of these curses. In order to remove them, Zoe told Ruth that she would need gold, the supposed strongest element in the universe in order to protect her. And I just wanna take a moment to say, what a fucking liar. It's not even in the top 10. I literally went and had to go look that up because I was like, that's a really interesting fun fact. I need to put that in my back pocket for later. Is it real though? It's not real. Tungsten is actually the strongest natural metal and the strongest material in the world is a theoretical material known as nuclear pasta. So that's a free fun fact for you today. And now I had an excuse to say nuclear pasta in a script. So hell yeah. Now Ruth did as she was told and bought a gold chain and coins for $18,000. She stated, I remember thinking that if Zoe had scammed me out of $18,000, I would never hear from her again since she was in New York and I was far away in another country. Ruth is from Canada, FYI. And this is again, just a little side note tangent, but can I know who just has $18,000 laying around that they can just use to buy gold chains and coins because a psychic said so? Because not me, but I'd like to know who that is. But anyway, instead, Zoe actually began contacting her more and becoming more and more controlling. Now, all too often, we assume that once a scammer gets what they want, they'll vanish. However, some scams can actually go on for years, like romance scams, another topic we've also covered before. They grow to a point where it's utterly draining and all-consuming, even borderline torture. Zoe would actually call Ruth at all hours of the night, one, two, three, or four in the morning, claiming that without her help, her family members could be locked in hell. Soon, it became clear that she needed more money, diamond rings, and even $100,000 for a golden pyramid a spiritual tool that Zoe said could protect her and all of her family members, which as a local pyramid, um, what? Never, I never wanna be gold plated or anything. That does not protect you from anything. But apparently Ruth fell for it. And I guess 
I would say good on Zoe, but I can't really say good on her. I, she'd make a great fictional writer because it's one hell of a story to craft, I'll say that. Now, when all of this was said and done and the dust finally settled, Ruth gave Zoe most of her life savings, which was about $740,000. It was only when Ruth was exhausted and broke that she stopped replying. Zoe got desperate, messaged her under a new pseudonym, and Ruth realized that she'd been swindled all along. But Ruth wasn't Zoe's only victim, even though she was definitely her largest payday. Other storefront psychics in New York City have used the same tactics that Zoe did, claiming to understand someone, being their listening ear, only to demand tens of thousands of dollars to rid them of a curse. According to The Atlantic, these stories aren't necessarily talked about or revealed that often because simply put, it's quite embarrassing. Would you want your family and friends to know that you gave a psychic $100,000 for a gold pyramid? Probably not. These victims often feel gullible or stupid, even though it's important to recognize that they were at the mercy of a professional scam artist. Their article explains that, quote, for many, if not most victims, the nature of these frauds is so humiliating that the shame of coming forward outweighs the desire to get justice. But I also know what you might be thinking right now. I'd never personally fall for this. If someone asks you for $10,000, if you even have that much to spare, honestly, you're gonna probably say absolutely not, walk the other way and feel proud to know that you, unlike Ruth and Niall, saw these scams for what they were. But that's not how this works, especially not when it comes to these personal shop psychics. Nygaard, a professional investigator that looks into psychics, explains that the people calling him for help aren't foolish people. They're college professors, CEOs, doctors, lawyers, anyone can be subjected to this. One of the reasons they don't step forward, according to him, is because losing their entire reputation and being branded as gullible isn't necessarily worth the justice. Even though tens of thousands of dollars is a lot to lose, people in high earning positions will basically just take it as a loss and move on with their day. And it's a shame really, because we need more people to speak out against these psychics and bring their shady acts to light. Plus, while you might think that only old lonely people could fall for this, the Federal Trade Commission reports that 44% of people ages 20 to 29 have lost money to fraud, more than double the 20% of people ages 70 to 79. From my own research and looking at cases online, it seems that many of those that do tend to fall for these are middle-aged too. They'll often be divorced or have lost a loved one in some way, likely making them more responsive to these supposedly compassionate psychics. On the Illinois State website, they have a page about fortune telling and their fictional example, the victim isn't elderly, but a middle-aged woman whose husband recently passed. In the Atlantic article that I referenced earlier, one of the victims featured was a 33-year-old lawyer and recent divorcee who gave a fortune teller over $55,000 over the course of seven months. Then in an older ABC article about fortune teller scams in Florida, a victim listed was only 32 years old. These people are only a couple years older than me. Like they're, we're pretty close in age and that's pretty terrifying. They too were told to buy a gold watch to turn back time in order to bring love back into their life. This particular Florida fortune teller was part of a family who managed to swindle their victims out of $40 million in an investigation called Operation Crystal Ball. While it's a bit difficult to know exactly how accurate any numbers surrounding scams are considering failure to report and things of that nature, this figure proves that people of all ages and all education levels can fall for this. And yes, that includes you. As a brief sidebar, although this question is focused on psychics who claim to see the future or sense things about you, I feel that this could be true for those that go to mediums and speak to the dead too. Being in a vulnerable spot and wearing rose-colored glasses is a key trait, or 
To quote Wanda from BoJack Horseman, when you're wearing rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. The point is this, anyone can be lonely, which means anyone can be vulnerable. By now, you're probably wondering how any of this is legal. And as it turns out, being a psychic isn't actually legal in some places. You just have to know how to get around it. And before we get into it and take a look at how to jump through these loopholes, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. So you know what's not exactly fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. And that's right, they raise their prices once again. Now, you could just cancel your subscription in protest, or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN. See, you might not know what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from what someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs. And by using ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want Netflix to think I'm in. And ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time I run out of something to watch, I can just switch to another country and unlock new shows. And the other really great thing about ExpressVPN is just protecting yourself from your ISP because you know, you don't really wanna give them all that information. Information that by the way, they can easily turn around and sell in nice little data packages. So I'm telling you, uh, when I'm doing some research for some of these episodes, I don't think I really want my ISP to know exactly why I'm researching that thing. And I most certainly don't want targeted ads, especially when I'm looking at like fundamental Christian stuff. Like, please do not send me Jesus ads for the love of God, I I do not want them. And ExpressVPN helps to hide me. So now I'm in a totally different country where that isn't really a thing. So I'm not gonna get targeted anymore. So here's the deal. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting a fraction of the content or protect your research or whatever you're doing. Your ISPs don't have to know what you're up to. Make sure you get your money's worth at expressvpn.com MLM. Don't forget to use my link so you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com MLM, expressvpn.com MLM. Now, what's the key to consistent good hair days? Well, you can start by using ingredients that actually benefit your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it is now and where you want it to go. And that's where Function of Beauty comes in. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now, and of course, where you want it to be in the future. And Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. And each one of them is vegan and cruelty-free and they never use sulfates or parabens. And you can also go completely silicone free. I think I've talked about it quite a few times that I built for my hair goals, things like lengthening and volumizing. And in my case, my hair is actually really dry. So, I mean, I live in Colorado, y'all know the deal. So what's really great about Function of Beauty is I was able to customize a formula to fit those needs, but then I'm also able to pick some of the more fun stuff like the color and the scent. And again, you guys know, I pick the blue color and or teal or whatever it's called, and I pick the peach scent because you're never going to find blue peach shampoo running around anywhere unless like literally you make it yourself, which is exactly what I did. And I'm very happy with it. So it's super easy. You just take their quiz and it helps build your hair profile and you can pick all the colors, scents, no scents, whatever you need. And then your freshly filled formula gets delivered straight to your door. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Make sure you go to functionofbeauty.com MLM to take your hair goals quiz and save 25% on your first order. Again, go to functionofbeauty.com MLM and let them know you heard about it from our show and get 25% off your first order. functionofbeauty.com MLM.
first and foremost, when psychics are confronted with legal action, it's exceedingly easy for them to pack up shop, change their name, stick a new $5 psychic reading sign out front and start all over again. So even if you do grow wise to their antics, actually finding out their name and address is kind of a hassle. But let's say you, like some of the victims we've spoken about, hire a private investigator after being swindled. Well, it turns out there's a lot of hoops to jump through to bring psychic frauds to justice. Lawmakers in California, for instance, did try to ban fortune-telling at one point, but the California Supreme Court denied this, claiming that the ban would be an unconstitutional violation of free speech. Thankfully, some states do try to protect against these specific scams, though how successful they are is, of course, questionable. For example, in New York City, people have been swindled by psychics or fortune-tellers for ages. Back in 1900, one woman, Mary, claimed that her life and home were wrecked because of a fortune teller. Apparently, the fortune teller convinced one of Mary's neighbors that her husband had been overly friendly with other women and gave the neighbor a description that just so happened to fit Mary. When Mary's own husband heard about this, he kicked her out of the house. The things said in a simple reading have genuine real life consequences. I don't know if this psychic was actually trying to stir up trouble, but it feels so wrong to me that they could have actually been paid to say these things. Like they were literally just paid to make up drama and lies, effectively turning someone's life upside down in the process. Fortunately, New York City agreed that something needed to be done. They created a penal code against fortune telling for people who obtain money for claimed or pretended use of occult powers. And the way this is worded is kind of hilarious as the penal code won't allow people to affect evil spirits or curses, making it quite literally a law that protects evil spirits. So then here's the follow-up question. How did Niall and Ruth still find themselves at the hands of a New York City psychic scammer? Why is it that when you walk down the streets of New York City, you can still find these psychic signs on practically every Manhattan street corner if there are laws against it? Well, there's a few reasons actually. The penal code was passed all the way back in 1967, but a loophole allows fortune telling for entertainment or amusement, making it really hard to prosecute these sorts of things. Psychics are aware of these laws and they just put a little disclaimer up on their website that's just for legal purposes, despite their advertising and fees, implying that no, they aren't just entertainers. One of these psychics, Jesse Bravo, claims that he can speak to spirits and seems to take his job quite seriously, seriously enough to charge $500 per hour anyway. But on his website, he states that, quote, for legal purposes, it is understood that all readings are for the purposes of entertainment only. Bravo himself even told the New York Times that he considers the disclaimer an unpleasant technicality. The article writes, quote, Bravo dislikes it so much that he quickly offered a disclaimer for the disclaimer. I have to state it, I don't believe it. I tell them I have to say it and I don't believe it. It's not entertainment here. This is not a game to me. And yes, Bravo, I am so sorry that you have to tell your clients who pay $500 an hour for your services that you need to abide by the law. I'm sure that's such an inconvenience for you. But seriously, the workaround of these rules is so common that Stephen Robinson from the Holistic Studies Institute of New York, who trains psychics how to avoid arrest, has his own name for it, Cover Your Aura. And I won't lie, the name is adorable and hilarious. I almost put it in my title because I liked it so much, but decided not to. But behind the funny name is the frustrating truth. Psychics and those that seem to fall under this umbrella term or industry can get away with shady activities and swindling far too easy. Again, While I'm sure there are psychics out there that aren't going to demand thousands and thousands of dollars from their clients, the industry just makes it so easy for bad faith actors to thrive that I personally don't believe it should be so easy to be a psychic in the first place. This New York Times article states that from the start of 2010 to August, 2011, when the article was published, 
only 10 people were charged with the misdemeanor from the penal code. A November 2014 Atlantic article says that since 2013, at least five cases went through the Manhattan courtrooms. One of the most prominent cases at that time was the case of Sylvia Mitchell, who pled not guilty and went to trial, arguing that she fulfilled all her promises to her clients. The jury did not buy her story and found her guilty of taking $138,000 from two women. Sylvia had methods similar to Psychic Zoe that we spoke of earlier, claiming that she could remove negative energy from the women's past lives. Apparently, these problems can arise from being in a past life, and one way to solve this is by giving Sylvia $18,000 in a jar. Like, who knew, right? While it's great that Sylvia has been brought to justice, despite insisting she never defrauded anyone, only a tiny sampling of psychics out there have actually faced any consequences at all. It's difficult to say exactly how many psychic shops are out there, but a 2015 IBIS World Report found somewhere between 82,000 businesses with psychic shops existed in the country with an annual growth rate of 2.4%. Recently, that number's only skyrocketed as more and more desperate people have become more uncertain than ever. Expectedly, the psychic business surged during COVID. The uncertainty left so many of us wanting answers, and since there weren't any to be found, people turned to psychics to ask their questions. Tom Singer, co-owner of The Sacred Circle, a shop that offers psychic readings, told the Washington Post in 2020, "'Everyone wants to know what's coming up for the next year, and we are one of the only services that can provide that information.'" Readings like this became so popular that some psychics offered a COVID special, $40 for 20 minutes, instead of the typical $25 for 10 minutes. This deal was to entice more customers during these trying times, as again, more and more people look to psychics for answers. Not just about the pandemic either, but the fallout because of it. What would happen to their jobs, their livelihoods, and other aspects of their lives that were affected? While things may be more certain now in 2022, in terms of the pandemic, it makes sense that 2020 saw an absolute boom for these psychic businesses. The not knowing, the helplessness, a psychic would be able to give a sense of security. But how real is that security? Looking back now, would you have felt reassured by a psychic two years ago or just resent them for the false hope they provide? This is another aspect of the psychic industry that I have to admit I personally take issue with. Palm reading for entertainment might be harmless, but can this really classify as sheer entertainment? Or even if it doesn't, is this still an important service to help calm people down? I'd argue that many of the people going to these psychics for assurance need to talk to a professional, be it a counselor or therapist. Then again, I know not everyone has access to such resources. So a quick $5 for a little pick-me-up at a psychic shop might make a lot more sense to someone who believes in this kind of energy or spirituality. Psychics were being referred to as the new psychologist by NPR all the way back in 2008. So it really isn't surprising to see this trend tick up. Many psychics are fantastic at reading people, just as a psychologist is too. 11 years after the article in 2019, the New York Times referred to them as the new wellness coaches. However you would classify a psychic, there's no denying that people out there do value their advice as if it comes from a medical professional in some cases. Some even claim to prefer a psychic to a therapist because you can take their inspirational advice as a self-fulfilling prophecy. But even those who write admit that there isn't really much difference between what a psychic tells them and what their inspirational Instagram page or Pinterest board says. It's all pretty generic. Hopefully, the advice that a qualified professional gives you would be a bit more tailored to suit your needs than an inspirational Instagram post, but I digress. It's tricky to draw the line between helpful entertainment that comforts you and false hope. Some kinds of psychics, like mediums that claim to be able to talk to the dead, have gone so far over that line that I just can't condone any of them. Though that's of course a story for another day. 
As for the kinds of psychics we talked about today, I really believe the industry itself is the problem. It's far too easy for scams to go unnoticed and for vulnerable people to just get trapped in one. But what do you think? Are all psychic scammers giving their clients false hope? Or are they just entertainers making an honest living and a few shady participants are spoiling it for everyone? Let me know what you think. But with that being said, that is where we are going to end today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something new. And if you did, make sure you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And who knows, I ended up buying a couple tarot card decks myself, and maybe I'm gonna try it out sometime on stream. I don't know where, I'll either stream on my second YouTube channel or maybe I'll stream it over on Twitch, but I'm someone who has no experience and I'm not going to charge anyone for anything. And I just wanna see, can I get it right or not? I don't know, little experiment I wanna try out. We'll see if it actually works or not. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.